This is Trinity Western University's Chapel Podcast, where our daily chapel gatherings are captured and shared for the TWU community. Whatever your day looks like today, we're glad you're tuning in. My lovely wife, Sue, is speaking today. She, woo, hooray for Sue Ray, that's right. Sue actually served as director of student ministries for a number of years back in the, a, a while back, yeah, the olden days. And uh, anyway, she has a degree, her master's degree in psych counseling. She works as a counselor and life coach now. And she and I, I know one of our great callings in our life is working with university students. So I know she's so privileged and excited about the chance to speak to you. So uh, let me pray for her and then she can take it away. Lord, thanks so much for this day, and I pray uh, for Sue that you would give her the strength uh, for this moment, take the words that she has prepared, and use them and apply them as only you can here this morning. So we pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, my dear. Last week, Robbie and I had a fabulous date. We went into Vancouver City. We went to the Orpheum, and we heard the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra play the music from the Polar Express. And while this beautiful music the orchestra is playing, we're actually watching the movie. It was delightful. How many of you have seen that movie? It's a great Christmas movie. you got to see it. Well, if you haven't seen it, it's about a little boy who is just doubting that there is a Santa Claus. And so, on Christmas Eve, he takes this extraordinary adventure on a magical train to the North Pole. And the train was called the Polar Express. Well, there's a scene there where he, his friend had lost her ticket, her train ticket. So he's trying to find her to give her the ticket. And so he finds himself on top of the train um, looking for her and he's crunching through the snow and the wind is beating his face. And in the distance he sees something and he sees this creepy hobo. And this hobo is just by the fire warming his hands, drinking some coffee. And they start having a conversation. And then he pauses and he looks at this little boy and he says, so what exactly is your persuasion on the big man? And the little boy pauses and with a tone of doubt says, I I want to believe, but, and then the hobo goes, but you don't want to be bamboozled. You don't want to be railroaded. You don't want to be conned, taken down the primrose lane. You don't want to be, have the wool pulled under your eyes. And the little boy's, kind of going like that. And then he looks at him, he gets really close, and he says, seeing is believing, am I right? And every time I see that scene, I always think, for a Christian, it's completely opposite. Because for a believer, someone who has asked Christ to rule their life, truly believing is seeing. I think of Paul when he was blinded and then the scales were taken off his eyes and he could see Jesus for who he was and his life was forever changed. Augustine said, faith is to believe what you do not see. The reward of this faith is to see what you believe. The Bible tells us in many places that we're to walk by faith, not by sight. And so this morning, 
I simply want to share a portion of scripture that's familiar to us all. And my prayer is that today you would take one step deeper in faith and in your trust and your belief in Jesus. The verse is, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. How many of you can relate with that right now? This time of the year is hard, isn't it? You're weary, you're heavy laden, you're burdened. Well, Jesus says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in heart. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And you shall find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love how Eugene Peterson puts it in the message. He says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Isn't that beautiful? You know, Jesus desires more than anything, anything, to have a relationship with him. He created us to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And that truly is the only place that we will find everlasting peace, everlasting rest. So let me give you the background, the context of this verse. So Jesus is um, in Galilee, and he is uh, in Matthew 9. He says, it says, Jesus traveled through all the towns and the villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Do you know right now, whatever, wherever you're at with God, whether you know him or not, when he looks at you, his heart is filled with compassion. He is not doing this to you. He's not squishing you. He's not going, man, you blew it again. He has deep that, that word in Greek is actually gut, like it comes from the depths of your soul, of compassion towards you and I. It says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You don't need to have this critical self talk to you. There's no condemnation. He has complete compassion when he looks at you. And so as he's talking to this crowd of people, he knows that in this, this culture, um, these people were exhausted. They were weary in trying to find God because the Jewish uh, religion, yes, there was the Ten Commandments, the Moses' Ten Commandments, but the Pharisees, in their attempt to want people to make sure you keep the Ten Commandments, they created what's called the Oral Law or the Oral Torah or tradition where there were 613 lesser laws to kind of be a hedge around the 10. But these laws were so difficult to keep. They were almost absurd. Um, these, these were demands that were so difficult. In fact, in um, 
Matthew 23, Jesus is actually rebuking the Pharisees, and he says, they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. And Jesus purposely uses these words. Are you weary trying to find me? Are you burdened? Hey, it's me. Come to me. And that, that word really, that, that statement is come to salvation. The reward of you coming to me, trusting me, putting my faith in you, in, in me, um, you will find that peace, that rest. He will give it to you in this give you that rest. To get an idea of what the Pharisees or what these people were dealing with, um, for example, one of the Ten Commandments is um, keep the Sabbath day holy. It says six days shall you labor, but on the seventh you shall rest and do no work. And so the scribes are, and the Pharisees are thinking, okay, we don't want to break this, so we need to figure this out. Well, so what is considered a burden? And so a burden they finally came to the conclusion was the weight of a dried fig. Seriously? Wine in a goblet. Enough milk for a swallow. You couldn't write on the Sabbath because you had to pick up a pen or, pen or whatever they picked up back then. You, you, it was a burden. You couldn't ride a horse on the Sabbath because you might have to break a branch in order to kind of do this when you're riding, and that would be work. Do you get the picture? They were burdened by this because they couldn't keep it, and so they were constantly frustrated. And I don't know about you, but I could so relate with this. When I was younger, that's how I kind of viewed how Christianity was. It was a bunch of rules and regulations. And every time I blew it, I, I'm thinking God's going, you did it again. You blew it. And I kind of had this image in my mind that when I obeyed, God was smiling. And when I disobeyed, he was kind of frowning. And that's so not how it is. It took me a while to figure that out. Because when Jesus, when God the Father looks at us, he sees Jesus in us, and Jesus brings him pleasure. So we bring him pleasure. So come to me. The second thing he's saying um, is take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Now, Jesus knew that was the, what's going on in that time, right? That was a familiar term. Yokes were, were common back then. And what a yoke was is simply um, a wooden frame that joined two animals together. So you'd have the farmer would bring their ox to the carpenter, and the carpenter would measure the necks of the, of the ox so he could make it perfectly fitted to the ox, to the ox, oxen. Um, and so the idea is often they would take a more mature ox and, and, and yoke it with a younger one. And so while they're walking, the younger ox is learning from the ox that is more mature and, and older and seasoned. And so Jesus is giving this picture. Okay, you guys, yoke yourself with me. Because so, when you're tempted to stray, you can't because you're so yoked with me. Does that make sense? So as you're walking, pretty soon you get in the pace of the other ox, and you think this works, this works. You know, they say in marriage, the longer you live with the person, the more you become like them, the more you even look like them sometimes, it says. But, and the reason is because you're spending so much time with them. 
You know them, you're intimate with them, you spend mo many moments with them. And when you do that, you become like that person. That's the hope that Jesus is saying. And he says, I'm gentle, I'm humble, I'm not like these Pharisees that will want to condemn and just hurt, push you to places you can't go. I'm gentle, I'm humble. That word gentle in the Greek is praus, it means meek. And it has this idea, if you looked at our dictionary, our dictionary would say it's spineless. But in the Greek, it's totally different. It has a sense of a, a strength under control, a quiet confidence. Jesus had this quiet confidence that God, his Father, was in control. He, he knew. So he didn't have to freak out. We don't need to freak out. I know right now is a freak out time, right? I mean, this is a hard time. Oh, you guys, yoke yourself with Jesus. Walk with him as he's taking you through the different places um, here on campus, in the world, in your life. His yoke is easy. Um, I have a friend whose husband is uh, dying of cancer, and she got some very devastating news um, just the other day. And she wrote in her blog, this to me was such a beautiful picture of what Jesus carrying our burden looks like. She says, there is nothing that can separate us from God's love. Not hardships, not sickness, not cancer, not anything. God loves us way too much. Even when we are angry, confused, hurt, experiencing doubt, or even really sad. We are so loved, and we know this even while we sit in the dark. Secondly, she says, our strength comes from God. He will always be our shield. Our strength doesn't come from coffee or Diet Coke, although it helps, but God sure shows us his love for us through this amazing village of people who tangibly express how much they care. This gives us huge strength as we see God move. Psalm 121 reminds us that our help doesn't come from the mountains or hills, it comes from God. He won't let us stumble, he protects us. He guards us always, even when bad things happen. Since we know that with certainty that nothing can separate us from God's love and that he will guard us always, we can approach our latest news with the deep heartache we feel and the overwhelming sense of loss because we don't have to handle this on our own. We don't have to know what to pray. Our hearts, souls, and minds are being challenged by what I consider to be insane levels of challenge. What a gift to know that even in our doubt, God loves us deeply. Jesus does not want you to handle this, whatever you're dealing with, alone. Whether you're struggling in a relationship, whether there's family issues at home and you're gonna go home in a few weeks and that brings fear to you. Perhaps you don't know how you're gonna pay off your school loan. Those burdens, God is saying, Jesus is saying, come to me, yoke yourself with me, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I got this, I got this. A great picture in my mind is um, an incident that happened many years ago when our children were four and two. And we lived in Walnut Grove in this great town home. And behind us, they were building more homes. And so 
huge construction site and there were always trucks going by and big diggers, you know. And our son at that time um, loved trucks. He had this cute little yellow truck that actually was going to bring it, but I, I kind of thought that would go too far. And he would put his little hands on it and he would just scoot up and down the driveway, the driveway and he, he could do that for hours. He loved trucks. So every day we would take a walk, you know, and Hannah's in the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm using your names. It's Hannah and Nathan, so <laughs> I was trying so hard not to. Um, so Hannah was in the stroller, and Nathan's, you know, walking next to me, and then we would always stop by the construction site, and we kind of wave, and they, you know, they were kind of getting used to us because we would do this all the time. Well, one day as we drove or walked, and we walked there, and we're just watching, you know, these big diggers and these trucks and these men, you know, it was it was fun. Well, one day as we stood there to watch this big digger came kind of towards us and then it stopped and then this this big i call him his grandpa man this grandpa man jumps out of the cab he's complete white hair white white mustache and he walks over to us and he's looking at nathan straight in the eyes and he goes wanna ride and Nathan, his eyes got as big as saucers, and he looks at me, and I'm like, heck yeah. So the guy takes him by the hand, and he walks, and he did something very interesting. So we walk him to his big rig, and then he turns around so I could see him with little Nathan this big, and the tire, like ginormous, was taller than the gentleman. It, it was, I don't know, seven feet real big. It was, it was crazy. So he grabs Nathan, takes him in, in the cab, sits him on his lap, and then he starts, puts hand, Nathan's hand on the little stick shift, and then he starts going. Well, the guy has his hand down here, right? So Nathan thinks he's, he's, he's doing this. He's driving this big rig. But the reality is, Nathan can't drive that big rig. Only, only the guy can drive it. And, and as I'm watching this, I'm getting kind of teary-eyed, going, oh, it's so cool. Uh, I'm, it's like I got this picture in my mind. Jesus is saying to you and to me, he, you want to ride? He wants us to enter into this incredible adventure of a relationship with him. But we can't do it in our strength. Only he, as we're yoked with him, can he walk us through and as I'm watching this big rig and the digger go up and Nathan's, you know, sitting in this big cab, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, that's life. We can't do it in our own strength. So how, how can we be yoked really quickly? You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, it says, and lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. There, if you want to be yoked with him in all your ways, acknowledge him. That means bring him in every situation, every situation you're in. God, I'm so nervous for this next exam. Bring him in. Bring him in. Lord, help me to be a diligent studier. Oh, my goodness, this relationship, I don't know. Do I want to be in? Do I want to be out? I don't know. Lord, bring him into it. Acknowledge him. Bring him into the situation. When you're doing that, you're being yoked to him. Spend time with him. That is how we can walk the unforced rhythms of grace with Jesus. You're not going to be bamboozled. You're not going to be conned. You're not going to have the wool pulled over your head when you do that. Let me pray for you. 
Jesus, thank you so much that when you look upon us, our hearts are filled, your hearts are filled with compassion towards us. I thank you for each soul in this room. God, I ask that your Holy Spirit would fall on them, would fill them, that they would choose to be yoked with you. And God, that you would carry their burden as they walk. Thank you for this place. Thank you for your son. Thank you for this season. We love you. We need you. We honor you and we adore you. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks, you guys. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message has challenged, encouraged, and inspired you as we continue learning and growing together in discipleship to Jesus. Every week, you'll find new chapel messages on our channel from local and international speakers ranging in diverse and engaging topics. So go ahead and subscribe for the latest of what's going on in chapel. Much love and happy listening.